faith community, and welcome to Reading Through the New Testament in a Year. We find ourselves in the third epistle of John, in third John today. We're going to go through the entire book, entire book in one sitting. Don't worry, though, it's only one chapter long. Now, what I love about this, this is a correspondence between John, he refers to himself as the elder, and, and a friend of his named Gaius. And we can tell um, that Gaius is somebody that John has discipled. And, and so what's, what's interesting is, is we're, we're sort of able to have the curtain pulled back and see a correspondence between two men, a man who discipled another man, who equipped him and trained him, and we learn things about interaction. We learn things about conversations through seeing how John interacts with Gaius. So let me just point out to you several things in this letter that show us how we should be conversing, how we should be communicating with each other, both in written and in verbal form. So first thing is, it's okay for guys to tell each other, I love you. Now listen to this, 3 John 1, 1, to the elder, to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. You know, I don't know why, for some guys this is awkward. I'll say, I love you, man. And they, they, they have trouble reciprocating that. It's okay. It's okay to say, I love you. Next thing, it's okay to be concerned for the health of your friends. Listen to what he says in verse 2. Dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is doing well. It's okay to show that concern. It's okay to pray for people's health. It's okay to pray that they're doing well. Now, we're not praying that they can be rich. We're not praying that they can be prosperous. And we're not attaching whether or not they're prosperous to how righteous they are. But it's okay for us to be concerned about their well-being and express that to them, to ask them how they're doing. How is their job going? How is their health? These are things that in a good relationship you're concerned about and you talk about. Thirdly, it's okay to let people know they're well spoken of. This is, this is important. Listen to what he says. For I was very glad when fellow believers came and testified to your fidelity to the truth, how you are walking in truth. You know, I think that sometimes we hear compliments and we fear, what if I tell that person and their head gets too big or they get too full of themselves? John wasn't concerned about that for his disciple. He wasn't concerned about that for the man that he was discipling. And I don't think we need to be concerned about that either. This is building him up. This is letting him know, hey, people see your light. Your light is shining. Keep it up. Next thing, it's good to let people know their faithfulness brings you joy. Now listen to what John says. He says in verse 4, I have no greater joy than this to hear that my children are walking in truth. John says, Gaius, you're bringing me joy. You're bringing me joy. And you know why? Because you're walking in the truth. Let people know. People you've mentored, let your children know. Let your fellow believers know. I have joy because I'm watching your life. Next, hospitality should be commended. Listen to this. He says, dear friend, you are acting faithfully in whatever you do for the brothers and sisters, especially when they are strangers. John is commending Gaius, but one of the main things he commends him for is his hospitality. This is, this is central to who we are as believers. We're marked by a love towards strangers. We don't just love those who are like us. We love those who are unlike us. We love those whom the world loves to hate. We accept them in the stranger and the outcast. And Gaius is somebody who's marked by that. And he continues, it's good to encourage people to continue serving faithfully. He says this about him. They have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, since they set out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from pagans. John tells him, hey, you're hospitable. You're doing a great job. 
and I'm sending these people to you, keep it up. I'm sending them to you because I know you're going to do a good job and I'm encouraging you to do a good job. Verse 8, he says, um, therefore, we ought to support such people so that we can be co-workers with the truth. What John is letting him know right here is that when you support somebody just by letting them stay in your home and providing for their needs, you're a co-worker. You're joining with them in their work. And when you open up your home and you let a missionary stay with you, you're actually joining their labor. What a glorious opportunity to participate in gospel work. Anytime you open up your house for a hospital, for a, a missionary, you do this. I hope that you take opportunities to do this, but it's going to be hard because I'm going to want that missionary in my house and you're going to have to beat me to it. He goes on and he tells him this. It's okay to point out evil works of specific individuals so the church can be warned. Now, this is interesting because I want you to think about this in the church context. John is letting Gaius know there's an individual and he names him who's doing evil things, and he names those. He says the name of the individual, and he says what he's doing that's wrong. He wants Gaius and the church to be aware of the danger of Diotrephus. Let me read what he says. He says, I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephus, who loves to have first place among them, does not receive our authority. That is why, if I come, I will remind him of the works he is doing, slandering us with malicious words, and he is not satisfied with that. He not only refuses to welcome fellow believers, but he even stops those who want to do so and expels them from the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Shots fired. Do you, do you hear how intense John is? He wants them to be warned about diatrephes. He's not a believer and he's not acting like it. And why is he doing that? He's having an exclusive church. He doesn't want to let new people come into the church. He doesn't want to welcome fellow believers. He wants to have an exclusive elitist group in the church. And John points out his name and the evil works that he's doing. There's a time and a place to do this. There's a time and a place to point out people who have fallen away and to explain what they have done is wrong. So the church will be warned. And, and John also lets them know, I've told this to the church, but I'm telling you also. In 3, 3 John 1.12, John lets them know, at the same time, it's good to point out a good reputation. So he's not just calling and complaining about the evil people. Listen to what he says. Everyone speaks well of Demetrius, even the truth itself. And we also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is true. It's good also to testify to those who can be trusted. And it's okay when you recognize they're walking in a truth to let people know, this is somebody to be trusted. I can testify to their veracity, to their holding fast to the truth. La last thing I want you to notice is by his closing is this is true of believers. This is true of you and this is true of me. Believers long to be in person. We are designed as a community of saints to be face-to-face -face with each other. Not face-to-face -face time, but face-to-face. -face. Listen to what he says, 3 John 1, 13. I have many things to write to you, but I don't want to write to you with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face-to-face. -face. Peace to you. The friends send you greetings. Greet the friends by name. He's saying, I want to be in your presence. I want to be there with you. So right now, I'm talking to a video camera. I'm not talking to your face. I want to see you. 
I want to see you in person. This is the longing of my heart. It's longing of your heart. You want to be face-to-face. And if you're not in our context here in the Allen Valley, find believers you can be face-to-face with. We're designed to need that so we can grow, so we can know these things about each other. What you see here is that there's a personal relationship between John and Gaius. He knows the people in a circle. He knows what's happening in his life. He's concerned about it, and he talks about it, and he encourages him. This is how we're meant to communicate with each other. Learn from a conversation between a disciple and his follower. Thank you so much for listening today. Music